Thank you to my patrons, La H and Joseph Fister. You guys are what's keeping this thing running. Listen, I've been on the internet for basically my entire life, okay? Since I was old enough to move my fingers, I've had a mouse in my hands. However, before that, I didn't have much access to the internet itself. What I mean by that is we grew up kind of poor, so we didn't really have direct internet access. You know what I mean? I used to use the school's computer and whatnot. And, you know, maybe a friend's computer who had more money. Because I wasn't that wealthy. I wasn't that well off. You know what I mean? Having said that, that did not stop me from being an, what I would consider an internet veteran, so to speak. I'm talking early YouTube, Napster, you know, e-fucked. I think LiveLeak was one of them. I don't know. This is quite a bit. But here's the thing, right? Modern day internet, I guess Web 2.0. I'm not sure what to call it still. But the current internet with its censorship and so forth, it's different from what it was back then. Don't get me wrong. I, I kind of prefer it because young me didn't really, um, didn't really want to see some of the things I saw on early internet. But amongst those was early YouTube. And let me tell you something. Early YouTube was absolutely incredible. I mean, early YouTube and early Twitter. Twitter I wasn't so big on, but early YouTube, I was on that all the time. And let me tell you a, a, a little flashback, so to speak. All right. This week, I remember, you know, I was looking back at some of the older podcast episodes. And let me tell you something. There's one episode that st uh, it stands out to me for, for all the right reasons, really. It's when I was talking to Brian regarding... No, not Brian. It, it was when I was talking to Nick regarding the Filthy Frank, iDubbbz, and Max Mofo era. Essentially, the last of the era, so to speak. What I mean by that is this is before the... um the complete overhaul of YouTube, you know? Before, a lot of things were censored, flagged, for whatever reason. I, w I grew up in an era that's very different from what we have nowadays. And, so to like, in, in, in putting it in a way, seeing this whole era finally come to a close, you know, it came to a close a while ago, I know that. But, it's so significant to me that I'm still remembering it to this day. Because there is no explanation there's no way to put into words how it felt to go to your friend's house and show him the newest idubs the newest filthy frank the newest kickstarter crap things of, things of that nature those three were something else honestly they were absolutely incredible and then anything for views finally came into the picture in one of those older videos when if i remember correctly joji and idubs were like having a gay wedding of some sort Basically, they were just messing around in, if I remember correctly, that was Max Mofo's um, rented house. <laughs> I remember that because in one scene when he's cleaning up all the trash. Oh yeah, How to Basic was there as well. How to Basic, I forgot about that. The era where these four came together. There was more than them, but you know, these are the, um, I guess the staple child. You know, the, the ones that everyone would Google and look up and everything. Anyway, um, I remember that that it was a rented house because Max Mofo casually says while cleaning up a bunch of crap, I don't own this house. I rent. While in a dress. <laughs> it's, um, it's bizarre talking about it now, but at the time, that was our YouTube. You know, that was, 
what we would all sit around and watch. And I remember How to Basic coming out as well. This new idea, essentially uh, making fun of cooking shows, right? Because it would start as a normal cooking show and it would just go off the rails. And there was eggs everywhere. I mean, throwing those eggs, watching them splatter. I mean, it was a great time watching it. A bit weird, don't get me wrong. It must have been a nightmare to clean up. I also have no idea how frequently he made these videos. But every time he would make the video, the whole point, what made it really funny, right, was the destruction, the raw destruction, and how unexpected it's supposed to be. This, these are videos that were made to try to trick other people, right? Where you'd show someone, hey, this is how you make a Krabby Patty. And it looks legit at first, and then there's eggs, he puts a whole SpongeBob DVD in there. A pregnancy test. <laughs> See, I'm laughing right now thinking about it. It was a good time watching it. But the thing is, I think the, it was the YouTubers of the time, you know, like the, the times were different back then. This isn't even that long ago. At least I'd like to say that so I don't feel old, but you know, I'm getting old, so whatever. I guess reminiscing does feel good every now and then, you know? Shout out to all the people who watched early YouTube. Um, this, this episode's about us. It's time we tell these, um, cause you, you know, here's the thing. A lot of people who watch me aren't that young and the ones who are, this is for you. Just giving you a window into the wacky world that we grew up with, essentially. Sorry about that brief pause for a moment. I actually got some good news. We have more donations that came in via Albi. I had no idea it'd be this lucrative, by the way. Uh, thank you to CoinRunner7 and BRND. Thank you both very much. There's another donator, but he has a one of those generic... Um, Generic usernames. I'm not sure if you want me to read it. User 397373. Uh, it's a big name. Okay. But thank you. Honestly, like the, the, the stats have been coming in quite a bit. And I appreciate you all. E even if they're just tiny donations, right? Every bit of it counts. Honestly, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Now, back to the topic at hand. Why was this era so important to me? I think what it has to do with, right, is the, the time that it came out, right? It was the perfect time. It was perfect shitstorm, really. Because at the time, all we had was like commentary videos making drama that no one really cared about. And then we just suddenly had Max Mofo coming in and chugging gallons and gallons of colored milk and vomiting it everywhere. Was it disgusting? Yes. But it was sign of the time. You know what I mean? Now, YouTube, of course, eventually tracked down on all of these things. And a majority of the stuff was taken down one of my favorite ones was the hair cake because it was when the community got together right because everyone knew max mofo idubs filthy frank anything for views how to basic who was behind the camera most of the time he never showed his face that's the important thing about how to basic if you don't know him he never shows his face and he likes eggs he loves eggs and yelling and never speaking english he just throwing stuff everywhere but I watched his content. I still do. I, um, it's not what it used to be, don't get me wrong. A lot of stuff had to be toned down for the, the algorithm, I guess. But that's okay, because times change and my era is over. It is now your era, the younger viewers, listeners, whatever. And that's okay, too. Times change, but I do think they were the highlight of it for me. Especially... Idubs, Filthy Frank, and Max Mofo. Those three are huge, you know? Anything for views eventually started, like, 
making his own thing, live streaming and doing all all kinds of stuff. He's still active, and so is um, so is Max Mofo and Anything for Views. Both of them doing cold ones. It's a good show. I like it. I still watch it. A lot of it's hidden behind a Patreon subscription, but for good reason because they they found a way um a workaround. You know, they don't um they don't post the risque stuff on YouTube anymore. They they have it off-site, which pro, uh, it, it provides the same content that, that they had back then, but behind a paywall, which, honestly, we should have been paying to begin with because it's just, it, it's worth it, every every penny. Max Mofo, anything for views, thank you guys for keeping it real, you know? Like, they, they, they didn't stop, they kept going. Idubs as well, with the whole boxing thing recently, he's been getting jacked, dude, like, like... Idubs has been getting huge, swole. Have you seen him recently? The dude's massive. Like he's, he's got all those muscles and nothing to do with him because he lost the fight. But you know, whatever. Ever since then, there's been nothing but radio silence. Uh, I guess on Twitter and I don't know if he live streams. Uh, on Twitter, I've seen him more, which, you know, good for him. I'm not saying his era is over. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying the heyday. The, the highlight of it all. When, when he bullied Leafy with his, um, with his content cop. Content cop was also very important at the time. Because a lot of people were getting too comfortable being... I guess... The term at the time was cringe. Sure, why not? A lot of people don't use it anymore. Because a lot of people just want to be themselves. But at the time, there was a type of personality that... that I don't know why I said it like that. Type of personality that if people saw nowadays, it would kind of just fall into the into the hay pile you know what I mean these youtubers are a dime a dozen and it's at, at the time someone had to put them in their place I think he did a one of them on how to prank it up um what's his name uh that guy with a beard that's a lot of people um drama alerts Keemstar there we go Keemstar another internet veteran but He's still around. He's still up and kicking. Avoiding getting blocked on YouTube by using his uh, his wife's email, which that's pretty clever. I like that. It's very clever. I can't I can't harp on the guy, okay? Because that was a clever thing he did, and a lot of people, well, they just hate him, you know. But you got to understand that there's a market for every type of content, really, and these guys just appeal to a lot of everyone. I think Filthy Frank's era was probably the saddest for me because we mentioned it with Nick uh, one of the previous episodes. There is the Sad Clown Paradox, which we mentioned before, you know, um, a person who will... They'll do everything to make their audience laugh. They'll do anything and everything, even if at at the expense of their own health. And this was a huge example of the sad clown paradox because at some point joji did in fact post a video with his alter ego filthy frank chin chin which is penis in japan japanese and himself just himself regular joji he was talking about it and he showed videos of the amount of stress that the that the job was putting on him <coughs> unfortunately at the time that um that kind of um broke the illusion so he quickly deleted the video. But me being an internet veteran and at the time having nothing better to do, because right now I work and stuff, you know, whatever. But at the time, having all that free time, I saw it before he took it down. 
I saw the 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 nodes on his head uh, when when he had the seizure, and that was um that was a time that I, I I took to heart. I remembered it very clearly. He talked about the stress of making YouTube videos, and just what he did as Pink Guy, where he would literally go out in public and embarrass himself publicly. That's a lot of stress to put on someone. Okay, I mean you got these street performers, sure, who um who do it for fun and uh, a good financial gain. And then you have people who have to record it, edit it, put it online. I think I kind of saw it in that one episode where Joji or um, yeah, yeah, Joji wearing his uh, his pink eye costume did a bunch of tricks on a skateboard. But beforehand, he got um, a bottle of Jack Daniels and just scarfed it down like the whole thing. This is what I mean. YouTube would not allow this anymore. And the sad part is, a lot of the times when he would do his bigger videos, he would, like, he would leave a link to donate to certain charities. For example, the hair cake. That was actually a fundraiser for cancer awareness, or, you know, to donate to the research and cancer to, um, to the link in the description, as he said. And that moment um, near the end of the video honestly said it all, you know? They said, this video was cancer, but you know, if you want to donate to help fight cancer, donate to the link in the description. And a lot of people, I assume, did. Because this video had influence. This video, a lot of people saw it. Uh, and I mean millions. And if people didn't see it, the ones who did, talked about it. That's the impact that they had. All of them. It was a beautiful time. It's a time that I look back at fondly and I look at the current YouTube trend and I just think there needs to be some sort of renaissance. But at the same time, how can we do that with all these strict rules in place? After the apocalypse, not much could be done. However, this isn't me talking about the apocalypse. I, in the past, I have said, yeah, it's, it, it's pretty bad, this and that. But at the same time, it did have to happen for a necessary reason. There was that time where there was some YouTubers... Um, YouTube channels specifically dedicated to making these unusual kids videos, very odd ones. Elsa Gate, if you guys remember it, under that term. It wasn't it, it wasn't specifically targeted to make them, you know, act weird or anything. This is most likely just some AI generated video with copyrighted characters. And they were making millions, like millions of dollars off of this content. Because a majority of the kids who watched it were too brain dead to realize what they were watching. They just saw pretty colors and their characters doing stuff. Little Jimmy on the tablet, he's only three years old. He doesn't know what he's watching. He doesn't know that Elsa just injected heroin and had sex with Spider-Man. This is what they were watching. It was animated in such a way that suggested it, you know? It would never explicitly show like vaginas or anything. But there's also that one weird video with the, with the colorful eggs. And at the end, a giant machine comes out and starts killing the eggs. And then one of the eggs turns big and eats another. It, it just makes no sense. It just doesn't, okay? The reason it's so bizarre to me now is you, you, th you look at it and you think, what the hell happened? Let me tell you what happened. The, the YouTube platform was too lenient at the time. Don't get me wrong. I love leniency, okay? One of my favorite things. Sometimes you do need rules, though. They essentially were the straw that broke the camel's back. Because YouTube was giving millions to essentially 
a, a machine, you know? There was entire companies dedicated to it. In fact, some of them changed up their platform slightly, or some of them just started with kids in mind, but they became like, you know, like Coco Melon or something. Where it's children-oriented, but it appeases the parents as well. Don't get me wrong, Coco Melon sucks. Seriously. I don't have kids, but if I ever did, I would show them anything but that. <laughs> Why? You know, I just don't get it. I miss Filthy Frank, okay? I miss him bad. I miss him because he was an icon in his own right, right? Nowadays, Joji, very famous rapper, good for him. I'm proud of him. I'm very happy for him, in fact. And when the saga ended with Pink Guy and Joji essentially going, you know, goodbye to everyone, what I was not aware of was how how it would affect each other, you know? The, the beautiful part about this whole saga is that I'm not going to say it's still ongoing. You could still watch some of their videos, sure, but they're just not the same anymore. They're not... Uh, they weren't like weekly uploads either. They were... They, they took their time on these videos. They made them as crazy as possible. There was that video where Pink Guy just runs into a McDonald's and goes, Hamburger, please! You know, as loud as he can. And he makes a public spectacle of himself for the audience. And that's beautiful. But at the same time, he was suffering behind the closed doors. He wanted to be a famous musician. I heard Joji's music before he became Joji. You know, before he became this world-famous pop star with his whole, give me reasons we should be complete. You know, that song. It's a beautiful song. And I'm very glad. Joji absolutely deserves the fame that he has. Because he had to suffer so much just to get it. Idubs deserves that shredded body of his because he worked hard for it. And he did the whole YouTuber fighting thing. And it was awesome. It was amazing. A lot of people saw it. This one is a more recent one though, because you've definitely seen iDubs doing that. And then when they donated a lot of money to cancer research, that was nice too. There was the, um, there was that game they did where they were out in Australia and anything for views was dressed as Donkey Kong, throwing barrels at them as hard as he could. And they would get hurt. They would absolutely get hurt doing these videos. They were suffering for our entertainment. They did it for us. And I don't think we've ever thanked them enough. So anything for views, Max Mofo, Filthy Frank, iDubs. I, I, I don't think you'll ever hear this. But in the off chance that you do, thank you. Thank you so much for making my, my childhood a great one. Thank you for being a staple of the people in our generation, you know? That was, that was awesome. That was the, the magnum opus of my childhood was seeing these three, these, this, this whole group of friends just, just going at it and just having fun. <sighs> that was a beautiful recollection. Sadly, I'm looking back at it and I'm thinking, I'll never go back to that time. And one day you guys will understand it as well. You know, if you guys are younger, you'll live through these nostalgic times. And if you're the same age as me, I hope you remember that. And if you don't, oh boy. Well, I mean, there's no going back now. It is what it is. All of our childhoods was different. This one was mine. <laughs> and it was, and it was, um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Okay. I know YouTube's changed. I know the platform's different. I know all these rules are in place because of what happened with uh, the Elsa Gate thing. But for the time, we will never see something like that again. I do believe we're getting somewhere close, like with iShow Speed going a little crazier. 
But he never ate his own hair, okay? He never swallowed a bunch of ingredients and then vomited them out and made a cake out of it. This is the level of crazy that we had with these guys. I don't see Aisho speed eating his own hair. I see him yelling a lot of um, very misogynistic things, but you know, that's, that's just him, I guess. I'm saying this because I look at the YouTube platform now and I'm just, it's, it's gone. It's gone to waste. Uh, like, if you had a dream of becoming a YouTuber, maybe a gaming channel, gaming channels are still pre prevalent, okay? They're still out there. There's a lot of people that still do that. Cooking shows, yeah, that's cool too. Vlogs, eh. We all know what a, how to record ourselves, right? It's not that special. It's just, there was this uniqueness to it. They went out. All out, okay? It wasn't even like, ugh. My God, I'm I'm like I'm sitting here and I'm just smiling, thinking about the time when I first clicked on vomit cake and I was grossed out by it. I was shocked. I was disgusted. But the video was still there. We had the option to watch it. We could click away at any time. I just don't see him in my recommended anymore. How sad. And. I don't know, man. Jo I know Joji is in a much better place now. I'm not saying he's dead. Jesus Christ. No. Uh, I know Joji is more successful now. That's what I meant. I should have said it that way. But yeah. Anyway, Joji's more successful now. But there was a, there was a time. There was a scene that really... I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Because it, it hurt to see. I don't know. Uh, I think you can still find it online. My cousin showed it to me. Anthony from uh, the Working Boys podcast. And... It hurt. There was a moment where Max Mofo, uh, while, while he was with Anything for Views, um, they were listening to Joji's song. And they were here in... Oh my god. <sighs> Max was hurt, dude. He was just hearing it, and it's like all those memories flooded back. And then he did that thing that... He said that phrase, that my name is Chef, that thing, that joke they had on camera. And he said it so sadly. That got me, man. That era is over. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat was dry. I'm not crying on the podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I got almost, almost too emotional there. Well, actually, yeah, it, it was an emotional time. Don't get me wrong. But the video's up. For those who were in the era, if you've seen it before, um, that's where we're at now. You know what I mean? But I'm looking forward to one thing, the future. Because I've noticed live streaming has taken off and it's a lot more, it's more accessible than, than YouTube was. You know, there's some people that stream for hours a day and they're really entertaining to watch. Good for them. I'm proud of them. The medium has changed. I don't know if YouTube's gonna be as relevant as it was 10 years ago, but it's, it's still there. Billions of people are posting videos online, literally billions, okay? I just don't know who's going to be the next guy who takes it and pushes it to the very limit. You know? Should I do it? Probably not. I'm too responsible. I'm sorry. I don't have the energy they had. And to be fair, they didn't have the energy they had either. I guess it's something you just push yourself towards, you know? You have to look at what they did. Not only what they did, but when they did it. They timed it perfectly. Because a lot... A lot of people watched it on a platform that was about to just drop. You know, a platform 
that's just not the same as it used to be. And the reason I'm saying this is because all I get in my recommended is these fucking video essays. I'm tired of seeing them, okay? We know everything about everything. There's hour-long documentaries about the most minute shit. And I say stop making them because I keep watching them. There's nothing else to watch. I'm upset. Oh, I'm a little angry. I didn't want to know the history of the Polaroid camera. It was vaguely interesting, but every time I watch it, it's just the same thing. Did you know this? Oh, but actually that. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> Old YouTube. A wild wasteland. And it's a place I'm glad I grew up with. That part of the internet. That's no longer around. Napster. E-fucked. LiveLeak. Okay, I went on LiveLeak. I was that guy. I think... Yeah, LiveLeak's dead now. Sadly. Ironically, actually. You, you, you could go on LiveLeak and watch some guy get his arm completely ripped off or something. And it was uncensored. There was porn ads everywhere. I don't know why there was so much porn ads. But yeah, it is what it is. Have you been to Newgrounds lately? It's still up. Don't get me wrong. Newgrounds is still there. But ever since the death of Flash, there's just very little games anymore. It's just a vlog pay, uh, place. I'm probably getting that wrong. I haven't been there in a while. Once Flash games kind of left, it's just... um, That's when I knew that era was over, for sure. It, everything was changing. But I didn't know that it would happen so fast. Everything is just online purchases. Everything is no longer owned physical copies of video games. It's fucked up, man. I don't know. I'm not a fan of the whole like subscription service thing that, that they started doing because you're basically paying money to access a free website. And there's, um, I don't know. I'm torn between this because I have like an HBO, uh, Hulu, and like I have like another, like one more thing, three things basically. And it's, I, I just remember the era of pirating and how easy that used to be. It's a lot harder now, but there's also people who just don't want to pirate because it's just easier to do it that way. You know, all of your old favorite shows are back. Except, I don't know, that, that era seems to be alive, but in a very niche part of the internet. And now 4chan is dying, which uh, it's probably for the best, honestly. <laughs> Listen, if, you use, if you're a frequent user of 4chan, I'm sorry you heard that. Because I know I have to apologize because I know 4chan goes fucking nuts. Okay, I remember the he will not divide us flag. I remember that. I remember how some guy somehow managed to find a flag using the fucking stars. And he actually found it. That was a moment in history right there. <laughs> now, I'm not entirely pessimistic. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just wondering. Like, I'm asking this not only to you, the listener, but to the entirety of the internet. Now that this era of YouTube is dead, now that the internet's completely changed, what's next? Where do we go from here? What next big event's gonna happen? You know, maybe Twitter has an update and you can outpost like whole hour videos or something. Maybe YouTube loosens their grip on the rules and we get a resurgence of Coco Melon back or something. Maybe a completely different website comes up out of nowhere and dominates everything okay i'm only asking because i want something new i'm tired of 
the old-fashioned, you know? I'm tired of sitting here and waiting for something to happen. So all I'm asking you, the viewer, you know, what's next? I'm, I'm asking because the internet's just gotten boring. The, the concept of talking to people from across the world has gotten boring to me. This podcast has not gotten boring to me. Like, boring to me. Don't get me wrong. This is an archive of things. That's not the boring part. The boring part is that when Max Mofo, Idubs, Filthy Frank, and, okay, you know, the big guys. Let's just say that. The big guys, when they were around, you knew you, would, you were going to see something you didn't expect. You expected the unexpected, and yet you were still surprised. And you were always satisfied with what you saw. Quality videos. One thing I am proud of, though, JonTron. JonTron's still making banger videos. I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how. Seriously. Every time. Also, another one. Another great grand one. Internet historian. Now, these two gentlemen in particular, they never broke the rules. Don't get me wrong. They weren't pushing boundaries or anything. They were making videos that everyone liked. You know, gaming content, history content, internet history content. That was all fun and games. And people love seeing that. Costa Concordia, great video. If you've never seen it, why are you listening to me now? Go listen to it. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. But I'm... I don't know. I, I, I've i been sitting here pondering this entire podcast episode for a while. Because I'm thinking, if I say anything, if I scream into the void, will it scream back? So now here I am, screaming into the void. <gasps> okay, I'm not going to do that because some people actually listen to me to go to sleep. One special person in particular. <laughs> okay, but yeah. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I'm sorry I rambled on at the end of it, but if if you don't expect that, that's, that's kind of my thing, you know? I really don't have a brand here, you know what I mean? I got an email from Apple the other day. I'm not too happy about it. I got to fill out a bunch of tax forms for Apple Podcasts. I don't know what that means. I don't know if people have started listening more there. I can't access the data. It's gone from me. So I'm going to have to sit down and do that. Lucky for me. I don't know. You know what? This whole episode was a little dark. So I'm thinking of using a sunrise photo. Because you know what? It's symbolic. Sunrise. A new day's upon us. A new day for the internet. So I'm going to go ahead and post that. All right. See you guys next week. And I want to try to post longer episodes. I've been real busy with work. Uh, I got a new job. And um, I got a new job. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Um, see you guys next week.